Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. That's now back-to-back home games where the Blackhawks gut it out through regulation and pick up two points. They take down the New York Islanders in overtime on Seth Jones' first goal of the season, a 4-3 winner here at the UC. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. But first, we're going to head on up and bring in our pal Troy Murray. He was on the call with John Weinemann tonight. And Troy, our last conversation came after the first two periods. The Hawks have a 2-1 lead, and we were talking about the challenge of maintaining this lead because you knew the Islanders were going to come out strong in the third period. They did, but kind of like the San Jose game. Even if it wasn't the best performance in the final stretch, the Hawks found a way to stay alive and pulled out a victory. And this is this is just a, a really feel-good two points because if you don't come away with two points after this performance, it's a little disheartening. The, they got to find a way to finish the job in regulation. You don't want to push it past and and hope for the best in in the the overtime or the shootout. It you know three on three hockey is not hockey the way it should be played. But they want a uh, finale to the game. And if you look at the shootout, you know that's kind of a gimmick type of situation. So uh, you know up by two goals, third period got to find a way to close those deals and the Blackhawks have really struggled in that area you could see the crisp plays that they were making for the majority of this game all of a sudden started to get into the skates didn't get pucks out of the zone when there's pressure on them you know they need to find a way to handle that a little bit better yeah they won the game that's great everybody's happy you got the two points you're heading on the road for four but you got to find a way to lock things down in regulation find a way to not allow the opposition the momentum especially when you're playing here in your own building you know you want to be able to use the the momentum the energy in this crowd to finish the deal in the 60 minutes well, Troy, I, I was going to let Darren Pang say his two cents about uh, you calling the shootout a gimmick, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait for that. Jacob Magna just walked in after this Blackhawks 4-3 overtime victory over the New York Islanders. Jacob, congratulations on this win. What what was the the thought process in the dressing room at the start of this one? Because you guys came out really strong to begin this one. Yeah, you know what? I don't think our last two games we were we were very happy with with our energy level, with our execution. Um, you know, we wanted to really have a good showing at home here, as our last home game for a while, and you know, just get back to the way we were playing the uh, the five six games before that. We're gonna head upstairs and bring in Troy Murray. Jacob, what do you think of playing here at the United Center? The crowd, I know that there was a great article on you uh, today in the Sun-Times that they put out there, and you were talking about how exciting it is for you to be in Chicago. You spent a lot of your youth here growing up through the hockey systems here. You're at the United Center. The crowd was great. Tell me what the feeling's like. Oh, it's it's something you don't get used to. I, I don't know how many home games now that is for me, but it, it's a special building. It's been a special building to me uh, since I was a kid, uh, and to just be getting to play here on a regular basis is, is something I, I'm not going to take for granted, and I'll remember it for for a long, long time. Who was your first favorite Blackhawk player? Oh man, I don't know. Don't, I mean, I, you don't you don't have to say me. It's fine. I'm not going to be hurt. He's so starstruck right now, Troy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so one of the first that I remember was, was Eric Daze. I remember wow. going to watch games when he was playing, and you know I don't know how good the team was at the time, but but he was a guy. And then obviously once we got Kane and Taves and Seabrook and Keith, things things really started to pick up, and the building was full every night. And um, just uh, kind of an awe of Seabrook and and Keith the way they seemed to play the entire game and. Um, with one of them just being straight shut down and then Keith just seemingly doing everything at all times. So 
those guys obviously were so much fun to watch. Uh, and you know, a guy like Taves, where uh, although he's a forward, you know, you just you loved his compete, you loved how he was a winner, and he just always seemed to get the job done. You, you talked about uh, you know coming back here, and I know the family's uh, gone and, and it kind of spread themselves out from the Chicago area, but still a lot of friends. Uh, that you are associated with here. How cool it is for you to come here knowing that your friends are watching you in the stands and they grew up with you and live in your dream with you. Yeah, it is really special. I got a few kids uh, from, from middle school, some of my closest buddies, and it, it seems like they, they've been coming to every game and they keep asking me, is, is it okay if we come? Is it okay if we come? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's so much fun getting to see them afterwards. And, you know, they, they're obviously Hawks fans regardless. And now that I'm here, it's it's gone to another level for them. So it's it's a really special thing, and I'm, I'm really um, thankful that I get to share it with a lot of people. It's kind of unique, too, because, I mean, you already get the, the lifetime achievement of going into the NHL, and then is it almost like a, a, another stage of this whole cool sequence of your life right now? Absolutely. You know, it wasn't something that, you know, making the NHL really wasn't uh, something I envisioned until I probably got to college, and then that became the focus, and, you know, getting to play for the Blackhawks was never something I even even dreamed could be. Uh, a possibility. So this is this has been really special, and um, like I said, pulling on that jersey every night is, is incredible, and playing in this arena is something that uh, I'm just so thankful for. You know, I, I never, I know it's not easy to be traded in the NHL. You walk into a locker room, a lot of strange faces, but everybody is always welcoming, and that's just the culture of of the game of hockey. But when you look at an opportunity like you guys had in Buffalo, just kind of chill and hang out. Uh, you weren't going to be able to do anything outside the hotel. That's a great opportunity for you to kind of get to know the players a little bit better in a different kind of light. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's something where there's a few new faces here, obviously myself, and then a couple guys came in after me. Um, and that's just an easy opportunity to, to get to spend time together, to kind of mess with each other and, and, you know, play some cards, play some ping pong, and just, just spend quality time and get to know each other a little better. And, you know, it does help when you come into a room where it's all good guys. And, um, you know, I know a couple of them beforehand, but it's it's another level when you're on their team, obviously. So it's been a lot of fun so far. I know you're pretty new around here, but I mean, the the way the team has been playing for the most part has definitely been trending in the right direction. What do you think has been the key for making that happen right now? Yeah, you know what? I, th- I think we're just working and we're playing the right way. We're trying to do the right things. We don't always execute at, at the level we need to in this league to win games, um, but we're doing the right things. And you can definitely see what's building here and, and the progress that everybody's making. And, you know, everybody's on the same page. And, and we understand that, you know, at some nights we're just going to be outmanned and maybe we're not going to be able to, to keep up, but we're going to put our best foot forward. And as long as we work, we've got a chance. Um, and you can see what what's coming here, and I think that's really um, it's inspiring for everyone that's in the locker room right now because I think everybody wants to be a part of it. Jacob Joe was talking about the start of this game. I thought it was excellent, and and in my mind, I was talking about some of the keys to the game. One of the things that you know, when a team is struggling, you got to simplify it. Get pucks to the net. Get bodies to the to the net. I thought in the first period that there was a really strong purpose. Was that something that you guys wanted to focus on here in this game? Yeah, you know what? When you're not scoring goals, um, I think that's that's the first thing you got to focus on. Is if, if you don't get to the net, you're not giving yourself a chance to score. And I think the way we played in Buffalo and even San Jose, I don't think we gave ourselves enough chances um, to get bounces, to get second looks, to get third looks. And I thought tonight we did a really good job coming out strong. You know, we might have played last night, but it didn't feel like we we gave. Uh, enough last night, and I think we wanted to come out and, and show that we were ready to go, and we wanted to put a put a good performance on tonight. What are your first impressions of head coach Luke Richardson? You know what, he, he's been really good. Obviously, it's it's been a lot of patience and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of a big learning curve with new guys coming into his lineup every night, and new guys and young guys, and all this kind of throwing things around, and guys getting hurt and coming back. So it, it's been tough lineup wise, and he's he's just done a really good job of trying to simplify and 
you know, trying to encourage us to keep doing the right things and, you know, not getting frustrated with whether it's the result or certain things that aren't going our way. We just got to focus on, on what we're doing right. And if we can do more of those things, you know, um, good things will start to come. And I think you saw it tonight uh, with us breaking through and getting some goals. Half of the game of hockey is, is being happy and, and enjoying it. And I know that for you this season, uh, before you came to Chicago, it was a struggle. And, you know, you, you, you worked hard. And I, I've heard, that, you know, some stories that, you know, just, you know, great attitude, working hard. Uh, but tough to know that you're not going to be in the lineup. You come here to Chicago, you're getting to enjoy the game. You're starting to play the game again the way that you knew it. How cool is that? Yeah, you know, it's something that uh, this league, you know, it's it's something I've never taken for granted being in this league. It's it's always a blessing, and um, obviously it, it is frustrating when, you, when you're showing up every day and there's really not a chance for you to play. Um, and you know what, it was a great group of guys in Seattle, and, and I enjoyed They made coming to the rink a little easier, and the people I worked with made it a little bit easier. But it's, like you said, it's you want to play. You're here to play hockey, and getting to come here and getting that opportunity right away. Um, it just makes makes you feel like you're part of it, and you know it, it's hard to feel like you're part of it when you're when you're not playing and you're not in the fight with the guys and you know on the bench and um, it's just something that you can't replicate. So coming here has been um, so much fun, and you know it's it's not something I ever took for granted, but it's definitely something you appreciate even more when you're kind of held out there for a little while. You got over here pretty quickly, but what was the team response like for Seth Jones? I'm sure everyone felt great that he was able to get his first goal. Yeah, you know what? He, he he's our horse back there, and you know I knew Jonesy from playing uh, on Team USA with him, and he's just I can't say enough about him. I, I've admired his game since uh, I played him when he was on uh, the USA program, and I was in the USHL. Um, he's just a great guy. He works hard. He does he does everything out there, and uh, I don't know if I, I want to say he's a little underappreciated at times, but. Um, everybody in the locker room was happy that he finally broke through. It's it's a crazy thing that he hasn't scored yet this year. Obviously, just not getting the bounces, kind of like our team. But uh, we go as he goes on the back end, and he's he's a guy that doesn't get tired. He plays in all situations, and, and he really leads the way. You know, you talk about not taking anything for granted. There's actually a lot of guys inside the, your room right now that, you know, are getting an opportunity and not taking this for granted. And another guy who scores his first game of the season, Joey Anderson. You know, when you look at a guy like this who works hard and, you know, doesn't in a lot of ways get rewarded for the effort because you don't show up on the scoreboard the way that people look at it with points and, and assists and all that kind of stuff. So for Joey Anderson, it's got to be pretty special as well. Yeah, you know what? I've never, uh, I wasn't familiar with his, him at all. You know, I played against his brother a lot in LA, uh, but just coming here, you can just see right away how hard he works, and he makes all the right decisions out there. And um, he's an honest player, and honestly, he could have had a couple more points tonight. He set up some other um, great plays as well. So he's he's been playing really well. That line has really been our motor up front, um, and it's nice to see. Well, Jacob, congratulations. A much-deserved win for this team after the effort tonight. And uh, congrats on your cool comeback story. Keep it going. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. That's Jacob Magna after this Blackhawks 4-3 win over the New York Islanders in overtime. And, uh, Troy, just another example of a guy who takes advantage of his opportunity and utilizes it and, and does not only something for himself but does something for this team because – this team is relying on a lot of different cast of characters right now to pull from the same rope, and they're doing a really good job with all the absences that are happening right now. No question about that. That is a, a fact that these guys, you know, it's been a patchwork season from basically the beginning. You, you know, you look at the, the opening season roster and you say, okay, you know what, maybe we're not an, you know, a playoff team, but we're going to be a competitive team, and we've got some good pieces of the puzzle. All of a sudden, those pieces like fell on the floor, and now you're trying to figure out what what, what is going to fit and where is it's going to fit because the puzzle you know doesn't have the pieces and they've done an excellent job and i and i 
Again, you know, you, you look at Kyle Davidson, yeah, you can say, okay, look at the record overall. But, you know, this is a group of guys that, that really care, and they, they work hard. And this is a, a major game for the New York Islanders. And the Blackhawks, you know, listen, this is a, play, a playoff contending team that you faced here tonight. And, and you know, you, you control the game for, I would say, 45, 47 minutes of the game. And then all of a sudden, you know, that you knew that the push was going to come, and they couldn't handle the push. There's a little bit more high-end skill on the New York Islanders. Um, but in, in this game tonight, Mrazek played good, but he wasn't the story of this game, which is really good to see because, you know, when we've been talking about games with Sauter Bloom, who played well last night, hey, what are you going to do with some of the bounces that, that went in? And the way Mrazek is playing, but no goal support. In, in this one, he played great, but he wasn't the story. You looked at the stars of this game, and there was no goaltender for the Blackhawks in, which they have been basically for the majority of these games. So it's nice to see the overall performance takes some pressure off the goaltender scoring three goals scoring four goals to win it um you know i i think for peter mrazek when you see that you you've got a little bit of a lead it's it you know there's goaltenders are always going to have that focus but at the same time when you know that one little mistake one goal that goes in can be the difference in a game when your team can't score is i think tonight is a big relief for for mrazek that he didn't have to be the star of this game to win it and it's great to see this win right before this road trip. I know we're talking a lot about the All-Star break coming up. The Hawks aren't thinking about it, or at least that's not what Luke Richardson has said. But, man, is it going to provide a good breather for a lot of these guys to get back. And it, as tough as these next four games are going to be against tough opponents, maybe them being on the road is a good thing. You can do that whole team camaraderie thing that you keep talking about in Buffalo and, and just kind of end this first half. I know it's not quite the first half of the season, but for lack of a better phrase, first half of the season, end it on a good note, go into the break, and then come back so much more refreshed. Yeah, I think, you know, way back in the day, we always had uh, we had two long road trips. It was the circus road trip, and it was the ice show that, that came in uh, to the United Center and the old Chicago Stadium and kicked everybody out for a couple of weeks. The Bulls went on the road. The Blackhawks went on the road. Those were always kind of defining moments for the team. You're hanging around the team. You're going to these cities. You know, sometimes the teams are good. Sometimes the teams aren't great. But this is going to be a tough road trip for the Blackhawks. There's not going to be a lot of time to do much. You've got, you know, what is it, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday is the yeah. schedule. So you only have two days off in there. So there's going to be a lot of traveling. There's going to be a lot of moving parts on this road trip. But all they have to do is worry. And, you know, everything else is taken care of. There's no distractions. They, they go to the rink. They, 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 you know, they travel. They're in the, the meal rooms. They're, you know. Playing ping they, pong. Play, well, they won't be doing that. They don't. <laughs> that was like, a, you know, a nice exception that Tony Oman did a, a fun, fantastic job of setting it up. I know all the players really enjoyed kind of hanging out and, and playing bubble hockey and, and having some competitions and then playing some cards and ping pong, which I'm not going to talk about that because the little fella beat the <laughs> crap out of me in, in ping pong. I'm never going to play a, a goalie in ping pong again. They're just too quick. But a real good opportunity, as you say, for these guys to just focus on the game of hockey. It's not going to be an easy trip. And, you know, I don't know how many points you, you kind of pencil in or you look to say whatever, but Vancouver is one of the top teams in the league. Edmonton is the hottest team in the league. Seattle went on a great run, and they're a hardworking team. They've already faced the Blackhawks in Seattle this season. And, you know, you, you look at 
the Calgary Flames. They're battling hard. They lost a tough one last night, but I think they'd won three in a row prior to that. So they're they're in, you know, in desperation mode. So this is going to be a real tough trip for the Hawks, but uh, a good one I think to finish off everything before the uh, before, before the break. A good one indeed. All right, pal. Fun game, fun night, and uh, can't believe the last one until February. So it'll be a while until we uh, get to hang out in the same booth. So I'm going to miss you, pal. Don't get all soft and misty on me. I, right I know. Okay? You're right. Yeah, you're right. This is it's hockey. A, we got to be tough. It's a, we gotta be yeah, tough. I mean, toughen up, kid. This right. is a Friday night. Big win for the Blackhawks. I'm heading downtown Rush Street. All right. You heard no, it here I'm, first. No, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time. <laughs> there, there was a time. Oh, man, to be a fly on the wall at that time. Well, you can uh, you, you can always see Troy Murray at Sluggers, though. He, he he's painted on the wall there. So if you ever feel like you want to hang out with Troy Murray, he's he's over at Sluggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple places that I ended up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. Well, great stuff as always, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of nights. Look forward to it. Great job, Joe. All right, likewise, pal. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weidman on the call tonight as Blackhawks take down the New York Islanders in overtime 4-3. We already got some calls coming in, some texts as well. 312-981-7200. We got to get to a break, though. We're taking this up to 11 o'clock. Your texts and calls when we come back. Hawks beat the Islanders in overtime. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. With some speed up the left wing. Stepping in over the Islander line. Cutting through the high slot. He'll flip it on. Oh, he scores! Hawks win in overtime! Seth Jones' first goal of the season finds the back of the Islander net. And the Blackhawks prevail in the extra session. Final score, the Hawks 4 and the Islanders 3 in overtime. Oh, what timing for Seth Jones' first goal of the year, the overtime winner. The Hawks have now won back-to-back home games. Overtime winner against the Islanders tonight, a shootout victory against the San Jose Sharks on Tuesday, and now they're not back home here at the United Center until after the All-Star break in February. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, 312-91-7200 if you'd like to join us. And uh, before we get to the phone lines, we will in just a moment, but it is time for tonight's Player with the Most Heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. We'll give it to Seth Jones. How could you not? The game winner tonight. John is in Elburn and wants to talk about where the Hawks are still struggling. Go ahead, John. You're on WGN Radio. Hey, Joe. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, John. Thanks for chiming in. What's on your mind? Yeah, number one, I would say the Hawks are probably the best three and four team in the NHL right now. We just need a one and two. Number two, same as last time, Morazic. Number three, I'm going to go with, uh, I was going to say face-offs, but I'm going to say the uh, broadcast team nailed it with uh, Anderson and Jones tonight. That is some high-quality paying attention, John. Thank you very much for the call and the points. Uh, have a good night, okay? Yeah, you too, buddy. Uh- All right, that is John and Elburn again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Yeah, I know that Troy picked Joey Anderson is basically his pick-to-click, and Anderson had the go-ahead goal in the second period. I forget who 
John chose. I, 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 maybe it was Boris Kachuk. Either way, it's been that hardworking line of Joey Anderson, Colin Blackwell, and Jason Dickinson that have really made things happen, especially with all the guys not being available lately for the Hawks. And it was cool to see them come to fruition tonight as well. Uh, let's go to, I believe this is Devin in Payless Hills and wants to talk about when some of the guys do come back. Go ahead, Devin. You're on WGN Radio. Hey, Joe. I'm looking at the uh, the injured list right now, and we got five forwards that uh, are should be coming back from injury before the season ends, which uh, leads me to wonder who is uh, who, who are the odd men out on this uh, this lineup. You look at the uh, the opening night roster, and guys like uh, Joey Anderson, uh, Boris Kachuk, they uh, they weren't in the starting lineup, and they've been on a tear recently, playing great all season long. It seems like, especially Boris Kachuk. Um, so. Who do you think is going to be the guys who are, you know, the odd men out looking in? I fear that Lucas Reichel might be one of those guys because his production as of recently has not been good. I just saw a stat online earlier today about him. He's currently sitting in like the bottom 4% right now in the league for uh, for war, uh, which leads me, leads me to believe that, you know, maybe a trip to, to Rockford uh, is in the near future. But, uh, yeah, I'm just looking to know what, what do you think. All right. Thank you very much, Devin. Again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. It's a good point and a good question because, yeah, we're, we're talking so much about what the Hawks are lacking right now. So when those guys do come back, what will the lineup look like? Uh, listen, it's it continues to be rough for Lucas Reichel, and, and I had really high expectations for him coming into this year. I like the guy a lot. He seems like a hard worker. It's just not translating on the ice right now. He actually finished with the second least amount of time on ice tonight in terms of the Blackhawks. Only Reese Johnson played less than Lucas Reichel. Reese playing 11 minutes and 15 seconds. Reichel playing 11 minutes and 18 seconds. To the earlier part of Devin's question, uh, I'd imagine, and listen, I'm not Luke Richardson. I don't know what's going to happen. But when guys start to trickle back, I imagine Zach Sanford might be a guy that will get moved out. Boris Kachuk has really played his way into a... Uh, consistent fourth-line guy, so I wouldn't be surprised if he continues. The other guy that's kind of interesting is Rem Pitlick. I, I've really liked his motor since joining this Hawks team. He just kind of tends to make things happen. He's got a, a really quick action to his game, whether it's with his speed or with his shot. Uh, trying to look at Rem Pitlick's numbers tonight. He ended up playing almost 17 minutes, uh, two shots on goal. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be probably a little tricky for Luke Richardson. Uh, Cole Gutman has spent more time in Rockford than here uh, with the Blackhawks, so so maybe he's a guy. But, uh, listen, I mean, there's been some tough calls for the majority of the year before guys started really going down. And the Reichel situation is interesting because we were having this conversation a lot at the beginning of the year. Does he deserve a demotion down to Rockford, or is this something where you got to work it through? It's kind of funny because the injuries have kind of allowed him to just coast through, yet everyone was clamoring for Arvid Sutterbloom to get moved down. Sutterbloom has been the guy that just kind of weathered the storm. And again, I think you do have to give credit to the front office and the coaching staff for giving him some time to work on things and build up his confidence. And that has translated. His last three games have been very impressive. So I I don't know. And sometimes these things just tend to decide themselves. Luke Richardson isn't going to think too far ahead because of how crazy the injury bug has been this year. There's really no point to try to 
predict anything with the lineup because who knows what's going to happen. One more call, and then we've got to get to a break. It's Paul that wants to talk about uh, the Dickinson roughing. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Oh, yeah, I think, was it Dickinson or Blackwell? I thought it was Blackwell and Barzal, but I, I saw him jump him down in the corner like he was irate. He dropped his gloves. Barzal didn't. And I didn't know if you know any anything that happened before that that, that set him off. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly, um, but I, I will say you questioning is a lot of what people on Twitter were doing as well. Even Troy said that something must have happened. Someone, some Something must have been said. Uh, some people wanted Barzal to get the additional two minutes because they thought he had done a cross-check on Blackwell before that. But it, it did kind of seem like Barzal did the first um, contact, and then Blackwell just kind of went after him a little bit harder, but it ended up being coincidental minors, and then they gave Blackwell an additional two minutes for the roughing penalty. So that was a little interesting. i got to tell you, though, I loved Blackwell's game tonight. He brings that high-energy motor every single night, but he just had a little extra tick to his game tonight, a little extra step. Um, He was able to team up with Anderson and then I believe Dickinson on the second well, I should say the third goal. Um, but again, that, that line just continues to, to have a lot of chemistry. I know he missed a wide-open shot that would have given the Hawks the lead late in the third period. But uh, it's hard for me to knock on Colin Blackwell right now with how well he's doing. So, sorry, Paul, I don't have an exact answer for you, but that's what I got. Cool, no problem. I like the way the line's playing, too, and I, I just didn't know if you had seen something. And uh, I was up there, so I don't have the luxury of replay. I'll see if I could find something beforehand and... Uh... Always, always love your post game. All right, hey Paul, I appreciate that. Don't be a stranger and safe travels on your way home. That's Paul three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. If you'd like to join us, but we got to get to another break as well. Getting some text in, uh, more text and a few more calls when we come back. Hawks beat the New York Islanders four to three tonight at the United Center. This is the Hawks post game show seven twenty WGN. Magna checked off the puck. Islanders get it. Barzell firing from the slot, turned out of there by Morazic. A follow up shot and Morazic stops that with the pads and then plops on the puck below the goal line to the right of the net. He'll hold on, and a whistle will stop play. Yes, it was a good day and a good night. Hawks pull out the 4-3 overtime winner against the New York Islanders. It's back-to-back home wins. Now the Hawks will embark on another road trip and try to get the monkey off their back with their road struggles. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. What you just heard was John Weideman's call of a Peter Morazic save. That's our save of the game, which is sponsored by ComEd Financial Assistance Programs. And I really liked what Troy had to say about how Peter Morazic, yes, had another good game. Maybe another great game, but it wasn't the main story of this one. There were plenty of other characters that deserve applause in this show. And Peter Morazic has been a lot of times the only guy that we can come away after a game and talk highly about. That's not the case tonight, yet Mrazic's still doing a great job of keeping his team in it, and uh, that's why he continues to just be a, a solid force in front of the net for the Hawks, and 
even possibly a guy that we might see sign an extension. I, I, I'm just bringing that up because we've been seeing that trending lately with Nick Foligno and Jason Dickinson, and now a lot of fans are wanting to see Peter Mrazek continue his career here with the Blackhawks. 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. You can call or you could text. Before we go to Dylan in just a moment, I do want to give a shout-out to one of our producers, Alan Poppy, who has been here at the United Center more than a handful of times, he's got season tickets in every game that he has attended. The Hawks have not won, and we were starting to think that he shouldn't be allowed at the United Center anymore. Well, he got the monkey off his back tonight. He was at the game as well at the UC. So congratulations to our producer, Alan Poppy, and congratulations to us, too. We don't have to hear him complain about it anymore. Let's uh, go to the phone lines. Again, 312-981-7200. It's Dylan who wants to talk about Boris Kachuk. Go ahead, Dylan. You're on 720 WGN. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, I just want to say, uh, Boris Kachuk has been playing really well every game that we've seen this season. I feel like he deserves a lot more ice time. All right. Hey, Dylan, I, 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 you're a little gargly, um, so we're going to let you go, but I, I'm pretty sure I got the understanding of your call. Boris Kachuk playing well lately and earning more playing time. I don't know if you're saying he. he he deserves more playing time, or he has been earning more playing time, but I think both are true. And, uh, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely spot on what he has been doing. And it's just it's the type of play that this team really needs right now. They're lacking all of their main highly talented offensive scorers in Connor Bedard and Nick Felino, and then even losing guys like Tyler Johnson just kind of brings them down a peg in terms of expectations offensively. That line of Dickinson, Anderson, and Blackwell is really doing a great job, but also Boris Kachuk. I mean, the goal that he scored today that gave the Hawks a 2-1 lead, it was just so great to see him carving through, finding himself on his own breakaway getting denied by Ilya Sorokin, but then staying with the puck and just still having that confidence to fire off one more shot, I think it it just totally shows what type of confidence he's playing with right now. Uh, Really quick from the text line, and then i got to get to another break. And again, 312-981-7200 if you'd like to join us. Uh, From the 708 area code, leaving the game now was at Tuesday's Game 2. And I just want to say kudos to the Blackhawks fans. Celebration for these last couple wins are reminiscent of the golden years. No regard for the standings, just keep them coming. I I will say things are a lot more fun when the Hawks win, right? But I also often say I think the Hawks fans are the most engaged in the NHL. They're aware of what's going on in the game. They're aware of the little nuances, penalties, uh, a team or rather a player on the other team trying to become an agitator and and singling that player out. Uh, The Bronx cheer has been present this year after the Hawks don't have a shot on goal for quite some time. So stick taps to the Blackhawks fans. Uh, hey, Joe, and of course my computer kind of flaked out for a second. Hey, Joe, love to see the OT win and very stoked for Seth Jones on his first long overdue goal of the season. Would love to hear your thoughts on if you think the Hawks can extend their offensive firepower as some of the guys start coming off the IR and back into the lineup. Love all the post-game work. Uh, we'll keep this good energy on the upcoming road trip. Steve from California. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh it's it's going to be interesting, and, and I was talking about this a lot 
about five or six games ago when the Hawks were on this run of putting together a lot of solid 60-minute efforts, and you think, okay, they get on this groove, they get some traction, and they use that momentum to just elevate the floor of their game, right? The the standard that they're playing with. And then you sprinkle back in Nick Felino, Tyler Johnson, and then finally Connor Bedard comes back. And all of a sudden, you're talking about a much different, more exciting, more complete offensive team. But hockey is weird. You can't just rely on that. You hope that that's the case. You hope that that's what this team is gunning for right now. But right now, they got to focus on the present and just make sure they're taking care of business right now with all these absences and hope that it can continue when those guys come back. Got to get to another break. Hawks beat the Islanders 4-3 to in overtime. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Jersey battling with Hoaglander on the end boards. It comes free far side for Kesselring. He's tied up by Dakota Joshua, but got it out to center nonetheless. Now Bluger dumps it back in. Right wing Hoaglander, long shot, tipped on goal, rebound, they score! Dakota Joshua! Go to the net and good things will happen, and they certainly did for Dakota Joshua, who scores his 12th of the year in the final minute of the second to give the Canucks a 2-1 lead. That is Brendan Batchelor of Sportsnet 650 Vancouver Sports Radio. The Hawks visiting the Vancouver Canucks on Monday. It's a 9 o'clock puck drop, those Western Canadian late-night games, which means an 8.30 FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show here on 720 WGN. Vancouver, top team in the NHL right now, 29-11-4, 62 points. They've got the best goal differential in the league, outscoring their opponents by 54 points. And uh, they do have one game until they play the Hawks. They're going to host Toronto on Saturday. So that'll be a high, intense game up in Canada as well. Blackhawks Hockey has been sponsored by Sitgo. When you start with Sitgo, you're good to go. Also, our next game preview was sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN Studios, our production crew of Patrick Hennessy and Colin McCarthy. They were led by Captain, our engineer tonight, in Brett Jackson. Here at the United Center, Jack Heinrich was our reporter. Nick Hepner, our engineer, filling in for the Hall of Fame, Paul Zerang. John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Hawks beat the Islanders in overtime 4-3.